Hey everybody, this is Senior Pastor Joshua B. Carson saying thank you for tuning into the CT Podcast. We hope that your time here, whether you're driving down the road or whether you're sitting at home with a journal and listening in, we hope that it's effective. Maybe it'll be inspirational, encouraging, maybe it'll be thought-provoking. Regardless of what session you're listening to, we truly pray that this is a benefit to you and to your family. God bless and enjoy the podcast. What a privilege it is to stand before Calvary Tabernacle. I'm not nervous at all. Not at all. Jeez, jeez, jeez. But I truly count it such a privilege and an honor to be standing before such a wonderful church that's had such a great impact upon my life, impact upon my family's life, and I, I, I just give honor. I give honor. I do. Yes, I know my spiritually born and raised in Maryland, but coming to IBC really solidified the foundation. And so for every saint that opened up their door to me, thank you. Every prayer hand laid on, every word of encouragement, thank you. But I want to also give honor to Pastor and Sister Carson, give honor to Pastor and Sister Lopez. I'm just thankful for just foundational leadership in my life. A great church, a wonderful home. And I can't be remiss to give honor as well to to to. Pastor Mooney and, and his influence and also Bishop Libby. That was my pastor in Maryland. Foundational things. Amen. Foundational things. And I'm, I'm so very thankful for it. So is it all right if we jump into the word this morning? And so we're going to talk about something that's fun that our flesh, especially a word, our flesh loves to hear. Just kidding. <laughs> We're talking about kingdom living, continuing on this series of kingdom living and talking about disciplines of a disciple. Disciplines of a disciple. If we could turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 6 going to start at verse 1. When you have it, say amen. All right. Verse 1. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Verse 2. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret. And the Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in, in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. 
but thou, when thou prayest, enter, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Verse 7, but when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they thinketh they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye even ask them. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which is in heaven, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And of course, we, many of us understand that this is that model, the Lord's prayer. And if it's all right, for time's sake, can we go down to verse 16? Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fasteth, anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Oh, one more time. Can we just thank him? Thank you, Jesus, for the truth of your word. God, we're wanting, God, your word to come alive to us this morning. We know that your word is anointed, God, asking that you anoint the mouthpiece, anoint our ears, plant your truth, the truth of your word within our heart, God, that you may bring forth the increase. We love you. We thank you and bless you and give you praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right. If we can be seated. Glory to God. Woo. Talking about the disciplines of a disciple. If I, be, if I can be just transparent, I'm really going to try my best to hold my emotions together because when reading this and going through and studying, I tell you, I love it and I'm just, I'm just thankful for God's spirit. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. I am thankful for the truth of God's word and it's not always comfortable when, when you feel the pricks, but I've been walking with him long enough to appreciate when it does and shakes you and rocks you and, and, and just moves things to your core. And that's what happened in going through and, 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 and reading and, and studying and going through this. And so, like I said, I'm going to do my best to keep my emotions together. But when it comes to God and the things of God, I can't help myself. I try, but Jeremiah said it the best. It's like fire. Shut up in my bones. And it's when you suppress it, it just begins to bubble over and kind of goes over. But I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. Hallelujah. Praise God. Things you say, amen. So in reading this, what stood out to me one of the many things that stood out to me and I thought was so profound and the type of instruction that God gives here is that he is prefacing all of these instructions with a specific understanding. He points out these three main disciplines. 
One, giving. Two, praying. And number three, fasting. In him speaking on these things, it's not that he said you need to give. He didn't say you, you know, now, now that you're walking in newness of life or now that you're trying to get close to God, now you need to start praying. When you go back and you look at each of these, at verse two, he says, thou, therefore, when thou doest thine alms. Verse three, but when thou doest alms. Verse five, when thou prayest. Verse six, when thou prayest. But when ye pray, when you, he's saying these things as if it's already understood that this is a normal practice, that this should already be a part of who you are as a child of God, that in giving, giving of my substance, giving of tithes, giving of time, giving of talents, that this is already something that's normal. That because you've given to me, God, I can't help but to keep it to myself. I've got to give. It may not be much, but what I have, God, I'll give. That prayer is a normal thing. It, it, it's something that's already done. That it's not something that is just said that this is something that you should do or something that, you know, if you feel like it, but it's you should do this when you do this. This is something that is consistent. Prayer, communicating with God. And if it's all right to interject something here, I remember as a youth, this was something that Bishop Libby used to say all the time. That it's understanding that when I'm praying, this is dialogue. What do you mean that it's communication, that I'm talking to him? But he's also talking to me. And that I make room to hear the voice of God when he's talking. That's prayer. This is what's normal. A regular thing, communication with the Lord and fasting. Ooh, we love that word. Fasting. Oh, fasting. Denying myself, denying my flesh, denying my desires, denying my wants, putting him before my own desire. I found it so profound that his preface in giving instruction was that this was something that was already understood. But in going through all of this and reading and chewing and ingesting, I recognize that the point that God was making was in us doing these things, it's checking my motives. Oh, as David says, search me, oh God. Search me. Because he gave the instruction that he gave was, don't do 
as the hypocrites do. But what you do in these disciplines, you do in secret. You do unto your Father that's in heaven. That, Lord, it's not for me to be seen, but God, it's for your glory. And how good God is, is that when we do in secret, he says he will bless openly. The thing about disciplines, it doesn't always come easy. Can I get an amen? <laughs> they don't come easy. And so the other part of this profound instruction and preface that God was giving that this is something that's normal and natural and automatically done, I couldn't help but to allow my mind to go back to when I first came to the Lord. Because I thought I knew I thought I understood, but giving, praying, fasting was not normal practice, but it wasn't until coming to the Lord, being filled with the Holy Ghost, getting into his word, and can I just make a little plug here? I find it so important having Bible study, especially as a new babe in Christ. Because when we first come to him, we think we know. We think we understand. But I'm so thankful for saints of God that took time out to come and teach the word of God. Because it was in there that it was learning. Yeah, giving is normal. Praying is normal. Fasting is normal. And learning how to do so that these disciplines become a part of your everyday walk and talk with the Lord. We develop these things. It's understanding. It's not something that one, now I got the Holy Ghost that, woo, I walk on cloud nine and it's hey. And if it's all right, can I just be a little transparent and now walking with the Lord a bit it's still understanding and knowing and learning that oh I've been in this for a while Let's kick it into neutral and coast that's not no 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 that's not how it is either but these disciplines because it's not instinctive to my flesh that is daily. That's why Paul said, I die daily. I've got to get in his presence daily. I've got to make this a common practice every day because the very moment that I walk out the door, I am hit on every side with all kinds of things. But when he goes before me, that he's able to cover my mind. He's able to shield my heart. He's able to speak on my behalf. He's able to lead me and direct me and speak through me and maybe even minister to somebody who's in need in that moment. <laughs> These disciplines, they don't come instinctive, but it's important that we do them daily. Why? Because it then strengthens over time. Ultimately, what is the purpose? What is my motive? If it's all right, we can go to Philippians chapter 3. 
And I'll tell you, whew, Wednesday night was so wonderful. I know Pastor Lopez mentioned it in the pre-service prayer. And I tell you, I was, it was right after service, ended up getting a, a text and uh, someone that I know, they were watching it online and they were just like, woo, I felt the power of God. It was just filling my, I don't care what neighbor heard me. But Wednesday was so powerful. And it just to God be the glory, just so powerful and wonderful. And so in Philippians chapter 3, Beginning at verse 8. I bring it up because in, in reading these things <laughs> and reading and studying through, pastor brought this up. And I'll tell you, I promise, as I'm sitting back there, it was as if the Lord said confirmation. Because I had it, but I was going back and forth like, I don't know. <laughs> And felt the confirmation. And again, being transparent, even after that, I was like, maybe I should just take it out because I don't want anyone to think. But the Lord is saying something here. Verse 8. What is the motive behind this? He says here, yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung. What's the motive? That I may win Christ. Woo, here it goes. <laughs> and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is in God, which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformed unto his death. What is the purpose of everything that we do? It is for us to know him. The purpose and the hunger and the desire, the motive behind it is to know him. And it's in knowing him, it's getting closer to him. And in getting closer to him, it calls us to transformation. And it's because of transformation that happens, we then are able to reflect him. Why are we needing to reflect him? Because there is a lost and dying world who is in need of a savior. That it's not to be seen of myself, but it's so that he can be glorified. It's so that he can be made manifest in a dark and dying world so that he can be given the glory that someone who's been seeking, searching, and hungering can come to know and see there is a God, that the word is true, that Jesus is real, that if he's done it for you, then he can do it for me, that because I see it written upon your life, that I know that it's not impossible that when you call on him I see that it happens for you and that's the same thing that I'm hungry for why does that hit so hard 
because it rings so true to a 13-year-old girl. Can I tell you the power of just simply knowing him and that transformation that my God, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's a powerful thing that it's being in him to in knowing him, pursuing him, not simply pursuing his hand of blessing. Don't get me wrong. It's having that balance in my walk with him, but not just seeking his hand of blessing, but pursuing his faith to be in his presence, to know you God not just know about you Lord God but I want to know who you are I need you to be real in my life not just what I read I see in your word God what's happened but I don't want it to just be for back then but I want to see it here I want to see your kingdom come here I want your dominion your power and your authority to rest here in my city in my home in my family in the name of Jesus, God, to know you, to know you, to know you, that I desire, I desire your presence because it's in your presence that I am changed. I am transformed. I can't help it. Another thing, I got to quote him that he used to say all the time as well, Bishop Libby, that God loves us so much to take us as we are. But he also loves us too much to leave us the same way that he found me. Transformation in knowing him. That's the purpose and the motive behind the discipline that has David said in Psalms 42, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God. Oh, Sister Gallion had that song this morning. We're going to hear it. It's my soul thirsts for you, God. I'm, I'm thirsty for you, for the living God, not a dead God but the one true and living God. That's what my desire is. Psalm 63 and one, oh God, thou art my God. That's the thing, it's making it personal. It's not just my mom's God. It's not just my grandma Fanny's God, but he's mine. He's my Lord, my keeper, my everything. That's why I live the way I live, because he's my God. That's why I do what I do, because he's my God. That's why I speak and, and present myself, because God, I want you to be pleased. Amen. Amen. So what is the purpose? What is the reason? So that I can get closer to him. Because the more that I know of him, I'm able to look in his mirror and looking in the mirror of God, I want to reflect him. I want to be simply a reflection of him. Because as one that was on the outside looking in, sometimes it is so amazing to me to come in contact with a person who may not ever open up the word of God. 
I want the word of God to be written upon my life so that if I come in contact or I see them, I may not even be able to say a word. But because the word is written upon my life, they're able to see who he is, to see him, to see him glorified, to see him magnified. Oh, God, that they, something's different about you. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about you. Oh, it's the glory. Second Corinthians. That's all right. I want to jump in there real quick. Ha, ha, ha. Second Corinthians. Ew. Can we get Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2? It says, ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not tablets of stone, but in fleshly tablets of the heart oh god oh god i want to be your living epistle i want to be your living manifestation of the truth of your word i want it to be you in who i am in my countenance they could see you in the way that i present myself that they can see you in the way that I talk, that people can see you. Because God, it's all about you. It's all about you. Yeah, I'm an 80s kid, so I came up in the 90s. That song, I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I've been walking with him long enough to experience. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. But it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Can we lift up our hands and worship him? Oh, God, it's all about you. It's all about your spirit. It's all about your kingdom. It's all about your will. Everything that we do, God, everything that we say, it's all about you, God. Lord, I want to be effective when I go in this world. I want you, God, to be magnified and glorified. Because it's understanding that is what makes me your disciple. That they don't see me but that God, they see you. They may not understand it initially, but it's when they come to know you, God, then they're able to identify it's you. Because my goodness is nothing but filthy rags in comparison to who you are. But you're holy. You're righteous. You're mighty. You are everything, God. And Lord, that's what our world is needing. It's you in the name of Jesus. Oh.
Well, that's everything. But you know, I try my best to keep it together. But in leaving this, this one thing, if nothing else in walking away with this morning, it's God, I want to know you more. I want to know you more than I did yesterday. And that even with walking with you now for 20 years, I understand that there is no limits to you, God. No that you, God, there are no boundaries. And when I come to a place of thinking that I understand, I see that there's so much more to you. Let me ever be in pursuit of your presence, be in pursuit of understanding your word, being in pursuit of the things of God so that God is truly reflected in every way. That it's more than God, just my feeling or even more than just my desire. But that God, you call me up and you call me in. You call me closer. And that God, I practice it daily. That Lord God, I'm practicing it daily. That Lord, I know you more. Because God, when it all said and done, I want to hear you say, well done. Good and faithful servant, enter into your rest. And the prayer, God, is that when you see that I didn't keep it to myself, but that, God, I've been just simply your mouthpiece and your will, your will being done in Jesus' name. One more time, can we lift up our hands and just thank him? Thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Jesus, just for the privilege to know you. Thank you, God, for the privilege of being able to walk with you. Lord, I never want my walk with you to become stagnant. But, God, I want it to be fresh every day. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.